0: good evening everyone today is thursday march 16th 2023 and this is another episode of lots to talk about and tonight we're talking the ketogenic diet and mental health my guest today is a Metabolic Mind Award winner and is a licensed mental health counselor in the state of Washington. She also has additional training in the use of functional nutrition and ketogenic diets as a treatment for mental illness and neurological issues. Here to talk about the ketogenic diet and some of its uses, I would like to welcome to Lots to Talk About, Nicole Laurent. Did I, did I get, is it Laurent?
1: Laurent, but I—it's Laurent. I don't care. It's all
0: good. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot to ask you real quick when when we met real uh, before we wanted to get started. So I uh, I apologize for that. But could you introduce yourself to my audience and and kind of who you are and your background and um, and let them yeah. know who we're talking to.
1: Yeah. So, um, my name is Nicole Laurent. I'm a licensed mental health counselor in Washington state, and I have been for 15 years. The last five years I have been using ketogenic diets uh, in tandem with psychotherapy as a treatment for mental illness and neurological symptoms.
0: Nice. Nice. Um, did, so you were practicing before, um, you started down the ketogenic route. Um, Mm -hmm. was it, something that came in your professional life? Is it a diet you started to look into personally? Um, how did you get there? Like, how did you get to to using this?
1: Yeah, so I had been, started in graduate school, I had been suffering with a chronic pain syndrome, um, some spondylosis and some trigeminal neuralgia pain. Um, and I ended up on pain medication for many years, bridge medications for many years, finally did an experimental protocol um, to finally get off. I was one of those people that they could just not safely seem to get me off of them physiologically for sure. And uh, finally that happened. But by the end of that, I had very I, I feel very severe cognitive symptoms as a result of being on those medications for all those years. And also that experimental protocol, And so when I look back at my level of functioning after that, I was meeting criteria for stage one Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. So I was in pretty, pretty darn bad shape. I had problems finding words. I had all the the usual things. So making up words because I couldn't find words, not being able to travel places without a a lot of support from um, navigational software, um, I had begun to forget faces of people that I knew the, the very beginnings of that um, and and I stopped reading been unable to kind of read didn't have the cognitive energy to read but I still was able to listen to podcasts and came across uh, some podcasts talking about ketogenic diets and their effects on the brain I believe uh, if I I actually looked back to see who introduced me to and it was Dom Diagostino talking about his, his cool, his super cool uh, experiments and what was going on with Alzheimer's in those days. So that's where it began.
0: Oh, uh, so when this is happening to you, so you're describing this and it just, it sounds, um, it sounds horrific to experience. Do you realize, did you you, like really grasp um, while it was going on or is it looking back worse than, what you had experienced like they i i've gone through alzheimer's in my family and you kind of rest easy at some points because you hope that they don't realize how how um painful it must be
1: yeah yeah well i didn't actually have the alzheimer's but i did have the I just had that level of dysfunction. So that Right, level
0: right. I, I just, cognitive... I, I kind of compared yeah. like feeling those those things and, yeah. and realizing it. Um,
1: yeah, it was scary. So during, you know, it, the decline in cognitive function when you are on pain medications is very, very slow. And you don't really notice it um, until suddenly you do. Suddenly it's like, oh. I forgot that I've already met these parents of this adolescent client and they come into my office and they're like, Nicole, do you not remember us? And I'm and I was just horrified. But oh, I mean, good. suddenly, you know, suddenly you can't um, you can't hold very much of a credit card number in your mind as you go to try to punch it into the cart. I was literally one number at a time four. Oh, no. <laughs> and then I would go four. And then I would have to hold my place so I didn't lose my track in the numbers. Like it was really bad. It's It's got to be
0: hard to instill confidence in your clients at that point.
1: Well, you know, I, the thing is, is, um, I, I did, I did decent work still. You, you go with algorithms of, you know, father, mother, whatever. You don't necessarily have to know their thing. Right, and I, I, right, I, I pretty right. much mastered my field, you know, my level of functioning in graduate school, I, w- I was able to look at a page and a textbook and literally see the paragraph and remember the citations. So my level mm-hmm. of functioning was pretty high. So by the time I got, you know, for- I mean, this was going on 14, 15 years. By oh. the time I got to that place, it had been so gradual, you know, that I'd still mastered and and done and you can learn to
0: adapt as it's moving slowly and and then all of a sudden I will say
1: my (laughs) level of work as a psychotherapist now is way more kick-ass than it was back then you know what I mean because I can just I got it all it's going on so but I did do good quality evidence-based work back then but the you know the when that happened when I could not remember the parents of one of my clients because I'd only met them once before like a month before they came back in I was like, I'm going to have to retire early. You know, that, that can't be happening. I can't be doing that. Um, and you know, your functioning is really low during that time. So, but when, but I was aware it was scary. I was aware I was making my world smaller to accommodate my functioning. I was making my, you know, my energy was low. Um, it just affects absolutely everything when your brain is not working well. And so I learned about a ketogenic diet and after much stumbling and starts because it was difficult to learn back then to focus, uh, I got it, I got it working. And in about four days of very strict nutritional ketosis, I, my light, the lights came on. Now I didn't get my full cognitive functioning back that day for sure, because there was a lot of damage and there's a lot of pathways that had to be rebuilt and restored, but I had the energy to start to do the things to do that. I had some of the basic stuff going on. So after my brain lit up, I was like, Oh, this is amazing. And so after several months of getting better, getting better, getting better, mind you, I, I kind of lived on the couch because when you don't have brain energy, you don't have self-directed motivation to get up and do things and you get tired really easy. But after three months, I'm off I'm off joining Gold's Gym, so I mean it was a really it was a really you know doing the body pump exercises because I hadn't exercised done forever, <laughs> so um, so it was really quite striking, and I continued to get better and better. And one of the things I noticed was uh, I wasn't as easily overwhelmed. Now I wouldn't have characterized myself as having an anxiety disorder before a ketogenic diet, but but I think maybe I did. And that would be completely understandable because my brain just wasn't working well. And I didn't have that energy. And I noticed that I was, I was like, oh, this must be what it feels like to be normal, to be like able to handle life and to not feel overwhelmed and to not uh, ruminate and to not like, I, I. I was fantastic at using DBT, CBT, these different skills that we teach uh, clients in order to regulate mood. I I could do it without thinking because I taught it constantly for years and years, and that's what I would use before. But you know, when your brain's working, you don't really need those so much as much, you know, Mm -hmm. and I thought this would be fantastic for my patients. But, um, you know, I'd like to keep my license and I didn't want to get in trouble. And so I'd be like, hey, you got to listen to this video or you should check this out or you should. And then after a while, I went and I got training specifically in ketogenic diets for this because I didn't feel like it was ethical to shut my mouth about it and to stay in my lane and to be worried about my license. Um, so,
0: so, yeah, that I, I had never even thought of that. Um, you experienced this awesome change you realize that it could benefit your patients and you can't really do much about it legally at that point Mm -hmm. it it must have so so there was an end around you you got more training um now is that kind of like because you're trained in both you can kind of advise on both at the same time um Okay. Okay. That's, that's good. That's reassuring. Yeah. (laughs) So
1: I went back, I was nervous about it. So I went back for a postgraduate certificate in nutrition and integrative health from Maryland university of integrative health. So I had the university, you know, training, and then I took additional uh, training for therapists, teaching nutrition, which was not a great program. And they didn't talk about ketogenic diets at all. Same baloney that they tell everybody about all the things. But I had that particular certification and that covered me. And then I went to Georgia Eads training on uh, mental illness and ketogenic diets for that in neurological disorders. And at that point, I'm like, I'm going to talk about this. I'm going to help <laughs> people with macros. I clearly have covered my rear end in terms of my license and what, right. what I'm educated to practice in. So, yeah.
0: Beautiful. So for, for my listeners that might not exactly know, um, I know a lot of my audience, um, like I told you before, uh, listen to Ken Berry. They know what keto is. They know different different levels. And it, what's a basic explanation of what the ketogenic diet is? Just so we're on the same page as we advance through this conversation and um, there's no mix up.
1: Yeah. A keto, so the easiest way that I describe ketogenic diets is that you have restricted your carbohydrate intake low enough that your body will then start to create ketones either from your body fat or your dietary fat in order to fuel most of your body. That's my simplest definition of it.
0: Perfect. Perfect. That's great. Um, So, We, we, I want to, to kind of talk, we've explored, I've talked about before, um, things that health wise that I've like, I go on and off, I'm like trying to finally commit, but my wife and I recently moved into an RV. Our freezer's small. It, 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 it changed the dynamic from moving off a homestead where we produced all our own proteins and greens. Um, so we're still battling back and forth so I can speak to the in and out. Um, Mm -hmm. the mental clarity, uh, and, and as soon as I saw, um, the topic that you like to talk about, I, I, it clicked with me, um, just on a, just on a thinking basis, I can see things clear up. What else, what does the ketogenic diet do to the body that affects the brain?
1: So there's, there's several, several mechanisms, um, So a a ketogenic diet doesn't just allow the brain to have the energy that it needs and to bypass broken glucose machinery and to get that in there. Although I have to say that that, you know, you you can you can take all the supplements you want, right, Um, that are supposed to to improve brain health and to help your thinking and your nootropics. But if you do not have the brain energy to use those materials, you're, you're not going to, it's not going to work. It's like, yeah, it's great to have a construction yard full of all the lumber and all the building materials, but you need the manpower to do something with them. So brain energy, I think um, is a big deal. And so all the mental illnesses um i i have a blog called mentalhealthketo.com and i literally kind of went through most of the dsm-5 diagnostic manual diagnosis and then i looked and i said which ones of these diagnoses have brain hypometabolism neuroinflammation increased levels of oxidative stress and uh, evidence of neurotransmitter imbalances. Basically, it's all of them, right? So these are these underlying causative factors. How it manifests depends on a lot of different things, probably genetics and exposures and all kinds of stuff. But but that's it. So the the ketogenic diet's increase in energy helps areas of brain hypometabolism. So that that helps that a great deal. So my fave one of my favorite things about ketogenic diets is the increase in brain energy because I feel like when you have the manpower for basic upkeep, your body can really do a lot to heal you. The second thing it does is is ketone ketone bodies uh, that are produced on a ketogenic diet work as molecular signaling bodies. So they literally turn genes on and off in super beneficial ways. They're like little switches, right? that's the that's the easiest way to explain it and some of the pathways that they influence one of them is chronic inflammation it keeps your acute inflammation running just fine which you need if you cut your finger or you you know you hurt yourself and you need that increase of inflammation to heal quickly but it it's it it calms down that chronic those chronic inflammatory pathways which is huge because this is a systemic inflammation decrease that we see in ketogenic diets. Now what a lot of people don't understand is if you know, oh I don't have neuroinflammation, I just have arthritis. Well, if you have inflammation in your body, that triggers the immune system in your brain and you have inflammation in your brain. They they aren't distinct. Right. So, so it's fantastic that it does this on a molecular level because it calms that inflammation down, which then helps, you know, mental illness and neurological disorders. The right. other thing that a ketogenic diet does is it increases the amount of glutathione that you can make. So glutathione is an endogenous antioxidant. It is very powerful. It is more powerful. You cannot take enough vitamin C, turmeric, you know, all the, you know, all the the antioxidants. We don't, we just don't have things that are as cool and as efficient and as hardcore as glutathione. So having a molecular signaling body come along and increase your body's ability to produce glutathione um and and quite frankly a well-formulated ketogenic diet is very high in cysteine and has some glycine in there which also helps you get just make as much glutathione as you need in order to heal and feel better right right so there's that piece um it increases the number of mitochondria so the literal number mitobiogenesis and the efficiency and functioning of the mitochondria and mitochondria are more than powerhouses. So we talked about brain energy and fuel, and that's groovy and that's great. But mitochondria do things like help your hormones work better. They they do everything. So it increases, you know, the men on board, right? The work power, right. The, the workhorses that are going to do the things that you need in order to heal. So that's just a few. I could go. On. I, I
0: hear. I mean, I hear a lot of a lot of. Um increasing energy supply and decreasing energy use um or resources not necessarily energy but in the big picture um you know yeah. we're providing more power glass. and glass. and using less. Mm-hmm. um yes. So one thing, when you were talking about the the causes, you mentioned there's there can be several causes that affect um, mental illness. But we see, I feel like we see a rise in it um, steadily through time. Is one of the causes us eating? I mean, I don't know if you can say yes or no if that's a possible cause. Um, the car, the carb-heavy diets, the the low-fat diets. Is this could this be a contributing factor since Eating the opposite um, can help alleviate it.
1: Well, I think that poor diets uh, decrease mitochondrial functioning. Um, so, so yes, absolutely. I just want to say, you know, things like psychological trauma and that kind of stuff can affect metabolism in the brain. Like it doesn't have to be a diet thing. It, psychological stuff does impact it. Constant stress, constant oh, right. cortisol levels. Constant, yeah. But, but absolutely, absolutely. So think about it. If, um, someone, you know, is, is doing a standard American diet and has, since they were young, it means they haven't got enough protein. It means they've been depleted of certain micronutrients that, um, those kinds of diets deplete like magnesium and thiamine. And by the time they hit adolescence, adolescence is a time of increased nutrient need, and unfortunately, that is sometimes the time when when people's diets get the absolute worst, and then you mm-hmm. know you do have uh, crises that happen during that time—psychological crises, psychiatric crises—and um, and so yes, absolutely, I work with nutrition in my practice all the time, and I have people who are not getting enough protein that are uh, or, or relying on plant-based protein and they think they're getting enough protein, but they're nearly really not absorbing all that. They don't know how to prioritize protein. They don't understand how those amino acids get used to make their neurotransmitters to upregulate glutathione and their micronutrient stores are very low. Um, and we just, we, it's such an untapped, Preventative and helpful thing for mental illness and neuro neurological disorders. It we really should be. It should be the first line treatment. Should be nutrition. It yeah. really should.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, I my the acronym LOTS stands for living outside the system. Um, and we kind of went down the health um, the health road first, my wife and I, and it was always a medication first. Um, and she dealt with um, acid issues, acid reflux, gallbladder gall b- pain. Um, it was immediately Prilosec, and we got to take your gallbladder out.
1: Mm-hmm. Well,
0: she's not on Prilosec anymore because she changed her diet. <laughs> um, but the, med- the medical uh, thing was kind of what sent us down the roads of all, all kind of distrust in what I've been taught. Um, and then finding the ketogenic diet, she, she ate strict paleo. Um, went that route and did very well with it. Like very, very strict for over a year and, mm-hmm. um, saw great results. Uh, and then I started, um, looking into keto and, and when I would eat that way, I would f- feel phenomenal. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, the, I, I really feel that it's a, it's a pill first, a treat first, instead of let's, let's, let's see what's going on right now and change that instead of adding something into the mix. Right. Right. So, um, you mentioned the underlying causes. Now, if somebody's, if somebody's, um, if somebody's thinking mental illness, what kind of diagnoses are we talking about that uh, ketogenic diet is going to be the most effective? I know you you talk symptoms. I I need um, more uh, names. Are names we talking? Are- what, schizophrenia, what is. schizophrenia yeah. ADHD, like, um, what are, what are some, any, any, really any diagnosed mental illness, uh, severe or minor?
1: Well, you know, I know that sounds, it sounds kind of wacky for me to, for me to say that it really kind of doesn't matter what the diagnosis is too much, because anytime you have improved brain health, you have improved mental health. Now, I, I don't think it sounds
0: wacky at all. I, I just yeah. I just wanted to make sure I I, I I kind of felt that way. I felt mm-hmm. that that was the answer, but I just wanted to kind of make sure um, yeah. that I wasn't assuming.
1: Yeah, well, I, I will say that we're getting kind of mixed results with treatment resistant depression, and that's because that is quite multifactorial and it does not seem to be metabolic only um, in, in terms. But it, the, but a ketogenic diet still has several antidepressant effects uh, that that are actually quite helpful, and it can help and improve treatment-resistant depression. But we aren't seeing the same level of remission that we're seeing in things like schizophrenia and bipolar disorder, and even right. binge eating. Um, oh wow! Yeah, binge. It's it's it's. Uh, you know, it's being used at the Stanford Metabolic Psychiatry Clinic for some people with binge eating. There was just a, a I think, a pilot trial or an RCT that was being done. So, and I've had my own experience with patients with binge eating disorder, anxiety, uh, and the different kind of forms of anxiety. So, I've seen it do fantastic things for OCD. I've seen it do fantastic things for generalized anxiety disorder, which is that flavor of anxiety that is just worry and rumination. Right. Um, I, I've seen it do great things with run-of-the-mill depression. I've seen it do uh, you know good I have lots of bipolar patients who use it. some of them exclusively, the ketogenic diet is what they use to manage their bipolar and some of them stay on lower, much lower doses of medication, which is fantastic because that means less side effects later, right, right? And so it's a good thing
0: so if somebody so yeah it it doesn't sound wacky at all to me that it it can you just said it with the improved improved cognitive function improved uh brain function obviously that's going to help possibly not cure but obviously help anything related to the brain um if someone's sitting there that you know say has low level anxiety um should they just try to get into ketosis try to try to to use the ketogenic diet and see how their anxiety is could you is it something that they can hope to see out of it i know physically you feel better and all that is that something someone could be motivated to use to to see if it work if they're not seeing a doctor like this is not a this is not a life crippling issue for them at the time yeah but
1: So I, so I tell people, I think everybody should get the experience of feeling their brains on ketones just because it's such a different experience. Um, so, you know, bucket list people, you may feel feel your brain on ketones just so you can kind of know what that feels like. And you can decide how you want your brain to feel because you really do get a choice to some degree. So, you know, um, so run of the mill kind of anxiety, uh, you know, absolutely. You might not need a ketogenic diet. You might need to just improve the quality of your diet. Um, you know, and, and the thing is, you know, here's the thing. When I was going through that long phase of, uh, having my cognitive decline happen and being, I was doing everything right. I was working with a functional medicine specialist all those years. And, um, eating whole foods, eating paleo, eating enough protein, and it just did not do the trick for me. I needed my, I had, I had problems. I needed, I needed a therapeutic metabolic therapy for the brain to heal, period. So, so here's the thing. If you are doing everything right and you feel like your carbohydrates are fairly low or you're doing a paleo and you are not getting results, I would really encourage you to, buckle down to the next level and do a ketogenic diet just to see if that helps because uh, sometimes improved nutrient delivery is not enough. Like I said, you've got to have that brain energy to use the materials um, and to feel better. And, and ketogenic diets are not dangerous. They're not unsustainable. They aren't impossible. Um, depending on your level of insulin sensitivity or insulin resistance, I should say, You can get into a good stable ketosis in three days three to seven days it's easier if you transition down a little more slowly just to get used to like how to eat and what to eat and what's on the menu and grocery shopping you know but and also sometimes people get less keto flu when they've transitioned down a little more slowly over four to six weeks that's in the literature but but yeah why not why wouldn't you
0: try it right so you're saying i'm a typical person could start to feel a change. Obviously, you're not like you said, you weren't cured in three days, but you felt a significant change. Yeah. Um, you're gonna start start to feel that. You're gonna yeah. and then you're gonna continue to improve um over time. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's not like a, a six month turnaround where yeah. where you're like, Oh, I have to pound this out for six months to to make it feel better. Um it and It seems a lot more um, um, sustainable or uh, trial and error than, say, meds. Um, I've known plenty of friends that we got to get your meds right. It's going to take it's going to take, you know, it could take us six months to get your meds right. And it's like, okay, well, or I can just try this diet for a week and see if I'm starting to feel better. And yeah. then, then maybe we can try some meds. And
1: yeah, so the so it kind of depends what. So you were talking about just to kind of run in the mill anxiety, oh,
0: right? Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, so yes, there are significant anti-anxiety effects that happen for mo- many people within the first few days of a ketogenic diet because of the upregulation of GABA, which is a neurotransmitter that's kind of this kind of this calming inhibitory neurotransmitter but you know if you're doing it for psychosis um you know with uh with schizophrenia for example it can take up to four months of continuous ketogenic diet in order to get a reduction in symptoms now Mm -hmm. if anybody listening is on any psychiatric medications you of course have to have those monitored Uh, If you're bipolar, you might need a bridge medication because there is a period of hypomania that is often quite common with a ketogenic diet. Um, That's temporary and and that evens itself out, but you do need psychiatric care during that time. There are potentiation effects whereas your brain health gets better, your current dose of psychiatric medications will start to be too high and you will start to get side effects and you'll think, oh this ketogenic diet is making me anxious or suicidal or more depressed or whatever. And, and really there is a good chance, not always, but a really good chance that that is potentiation effects and your dose is too high now, and you need to have it titrated down a little bit by a prescriber. So the, the main thing that we're missing in this field, besides, besides, oh my gosh, there's so many things we're missing in this field. (laughs) But, uh, besides there's lots of fantastic, People on diagnosisdiet.com. There is a clinical directory of people trained that know how to do ketogenic diets for this purpose. That can help you. The hardest part we have is finding enough prescribers to safely monitor medication, uh, and titration and adjustments. And so, did
0: you did you say that, that was diagnosisdiets.com? Mm-hmm.
1: Uh I, I want to make sure I get Not plural. So, that. yeah, oh. DiagnosisDiet.com. Perfect.
0: I want to make sure yeah. I get that link down there. So people that uh, yeah. need to click and click, they can do that. But yeah, um, yeah I'm glad you brought up the meds thing. Um, I I didn't mean to jump right into that. And I had it on my list here and people that, you know, there's a lot of people that can go on the ketogenic diet with, without going to the doctor. Like if you're, if you're a normally healthy person um, i I think you can try this diet without making a doctor's appointment and getting a physical. Yes. Um, to see the benefits, you kind of got to know where you start and end. And there's all sorts of theories about that. But if somebody's on meds, um, this can make a significant difference in that. So it's something you're going to want to talk to your doctor about um, before you give it a try, I assume.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, you think of it almost as an, a separate, a second medical intervention, and it's very powerful. It is a, it stops seizures in okay. most people who are, who have treatment, resistant epilepsy, two thirds of people who have seizures that do not go away with medication will not go away with medication. Two thirds of those stop seizures on a ketogenic diet. So I can't think of a more powerful metabolic therapy for the brain. Right. And so obviously, that is going to that is going to play a part in your medications and affecting your medications. And so we just have to be smart about that.
0: Are most are most mental health care providers open to it? Or I, I know I know you said it's yeah. it's it's not pushed very much, but are they open to hearing it? Is there a way to approach one that's not? I understand it's a very long process. Um, I've never been through it but it's, you know, there's a relationship building there. If someone's going to either need to change or convince their um, their provider to look at this, um, is there a way to do that?
1: You know, I, I come from the world of clinical psychology, for example, and in the world of clinical psychology, I know you're, you're asking about prescribers, but I, I'll make my way back there yeah. in the world of, of clinical psychology uh you know if you go to a a, a, an eating disorder specialist and you say i want to do the ketogenic diet they're going to say you're going to give yourself an eating disorder because any type of restriction in the world of psychology is a no-no we're supposed to just eat what we want to eat we're supposed to pretend food is food that isn't actually nourishing we're supposed to i mean it's this it's it's completely devoid of any understanding of nutritional biochemistry and how human bodies work quite frankly, it's kind of crazy to me. (laughs) Um, And and so if someone goes to their mental health counselor, their mental health counselor, most of them are not going to have any clue about this or any understanding. And I think that your listeners probably are going to have less of a hard time about this than than others. I mean, I, I tell people don't bother trying to convert your prescriber or your mental health counselor. You have been, you have been informed about a powerful metabolic therapy for the brain that could change your quality of life and even save your life. And so to wait for someone to authorize that for you, to wait for someone to give you permission to be well, is not a sign of a functioning and healthy relationship with that provider. (laughs) And there are plenty of licensed mental counselors, And um, eating disorder specialists that understand ketogenic diets and do use it for binge eating and and different things. And there's even studies going on with anorexia very carefully. But I mean, we're looking at this and um, and there's plenty of prescribers who are getting on board and understanding that this is a powerful therapy. And so if you have a doctor or you have a therapist that is discouraging you from doing something that you have a really good feeling is going to help not just a feeling, but like you've looked at the literature, you visited mentalhealthketo.com. You understand how this therapy actually modifies causative factors for your diagnosis. And you've got someone who's not on board for goodness sakes, give, give zero Fs, (laughs) save yourself.
0: Yeah. 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 Contact Um,
1: me, Nicole at mentalhealthketo.com. I will help you find a prescriber. I will help you find a therapist that is up in their continuing education and understands the power and the science and the promise of metabolic therapies for the brain for mental illness and neurological disorder do not suffer one extra week or month with a provider who is stuck in their own biases behind on their education and puts their ego above the possibility of you being well
0: yeah, it's it's like general practice doctors, and and it's it's all across the the whole medical field. It's it's expanding, it's getting better. It's and things are being um, becoming more mainstream. But you're rolling the dice if you if you're just making an appointment and going in if somebody's even going to listen to you, yeah. um, or they're just gonna you know it's it, like whether you say you see their back more than you see their front in an appointment because they're yeah. walking in and out the door they go. Um, yeah.
1: Well, and, and I'm not saying don't don't seek medical advice. Oh no, I'm no, saying, no, yeah, yeah. I'm saying for goodness' sake, seek medical advice from someone who's educated in what you're trying to get advice about.
0: Right, exactly, exactly. So, so breaking that relationship—that's that's always something that friends that um, that are 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 seeing counselors have said is you know it takes me a long time to get um a relationship built but that is it's not a really good relationship if they're not allowing you to explore things that you feel are going to make you better and and not just feel like you said that you've looked into it and understand it that's that's kind of (laughs) the the opposite of the of the purpose yes so okay um so you said p you can use um you can use the diet in conjunction with meds, but we have to monitor that. Um, it's not necessarily going to get people off of meds, but it might reduce that or it could bring them off, but there is a phase there where you need to be, um, very careful and and see how things are going because it changes everything, I guess. Um, where I was mentioning earlier, the balancing them out, um, everything's changing now. The chemistry is changing. So of course I, 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 see there, there's gotta be a need there. Um, what, um, what other kind of, so let's go beyond, um, mental illness. You also deal with functional medicine and other, other issues. What other issues, um, you mentioned epilepsy, are there other metabolic or our body issues that, um, can be helped with keto?
1: Yeah. So the the literature is exploding. The research literature is exploding using ketogenic diets for all kinds of illnesses, not just neurological and mental illnesses. And many of the chronic diseases that are starting to we're starting to study the use of a ketogenic diet with Of course, um, you know, like we just said, if you've got body inflammation or you've got something going on with your immune system in your body, it's going to affect your brain, right? It's going to give you those symptoms. So we're seeing improvements in autoimmune disorders, uh, Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, which is a partially genetic disease or possibly fully genetic. Um, We're just seeing amazing things. So I see it does fantastic thing for gut health. it re it reboots the microbiome in about 14 days. You, I see less uh, food intolerances. Uh, I think there's an improvement in leaky gut that happens. Um, so we, you know, I think, I mean, it's a mitochondrial intervention and there is not right. a chronic disease that doesn't have the influence of mitochondria dysfunctioning in it. So why wouldn't we use it for many, many things? So I see it, I see it used for all kinds of things
0: um could, very effectively could, be, could we just figure out that maybe we should do standard practices like just this is what we need you know how kind of like fasting before a a, a surgery like hey let's uh, reset everything and then then we'll start looking at what's wrong with you because <laughs> there might be nothing well, wrong with you
1: <laughs> that's what that well i do that in my online program so i have an online program uh, it's called the Brain Fog Recovery Program, but I have people with both cognitive and mood issues because, again, the, there's not a magical line between mood and neurological disorders. We've just right. made that up. So um, but what we do, the first phase is a ketogenic diet. The second phase is some personalized nutrition. The third phase is uh, functional health coaching. And the reason I do it in that order um, And and so, you know, I'm treating it a little bit different than the Bredesen protocol. There's a Bredesen protocol for Alzheimer's where you just do everything all at once kind of thing. But I really like to see the ketogenic diet, see what it can clean up before I, you know, if someone has residual brain fog symptoms or mood symptoms after, you know, three months on a ketogenic diet, and I and I health coach them to do some additional testing. I'm going to get such a clearer picture about what needs to be done than if I have them go get thousands of dollars of Tusk out of the gate because a ketogenic diet will clean up and balance a lot of problems. Just being a mitoc- a true root cause intervention that is mitochondrial in nature. So that's how I like to do things. I don't know. I think it should be done that way.
0: Um are there other, um, nutritional things that we can do, uh, to help alongside the keto diet? I, I noticed that that was mentioned in your, in your bio, um, the, the other nutritional therapies. Um, Yeah.
1: So when I, when I, when I saved my brain, um, the ketogenic diet got me about, I want to say 60 to 80% of the way there of where I needed to be. It was huge and exponential. And I could never, I could never have recovered my brain function without it period. But I still had some days where I was still struggling. Didn't know why I had brain fog. I mean, I was still way better than I was, but it was still, I wasn't feeling, you know, like I wanted to feel. So I did, um, then I went into more functional nutrition knowledge and I, and I really unlocked another level up for myself doing some nutrigenomics. Where you get your 23andme and your ancestry dna and i did some analysis on that and learned how to do that and i found out that i was unable to make vitamin a from beta carotene and i was unable to make uh enough choline and choline is huge for thyroid function it's huge for um Just your ability to make acetylcholine, which helps you focus. It's, it's part of your mitochondrial membranes and your ability to fire. And I (laughs) added
0: those mitochondria again.
1: Those mitochondria. (laughs) Yeah. So I added that and then, yeah, I'm doing just fine now. You know, I have no problem. Um, and so that's, I really like to bring nutrigenomics in with my, with my people that I work with in my online program and even my little bit of individual practice that I still do.
0: So um, that um, so that that would be looking at uh, the so your 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 and, your industry, ancestry and then um, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, so you look at your SNPs and it'll it'll give you a clue. Um, the other thing I the way I like to use ketogenic diets is I like to really, increase very bioavailable forms of micronutrients. Because again, I think of those little ketones as the workers and I want them to have just as much lumber and nails and screws and everything that it needs in order to do all the repair that it needs to do. Um, so I like to you know to add some glycine to upregulate glutathione production. I make sure those micronutrients are there. So everyone who in my program starts with a list of recommended supplements, um, starting out because I want those materials available immediately to increase, uh, increase brain health and to help repair things. I want it to have everything it needs. So that's how I like to do it. Not all ketogenic practitioners are going to put you on high levels of different
0: (laughs) different vitamins. I do it for a while. Right. So eventually, eventually the body will regulate them themselves, you you're kind of like fertilize you're you're uh, throwing the fertilizer on the soil before the compost gets added every year. Kind I of. am,
1: I think, I think that's right. Yeah, I'm not very handy in the garden, but yes, I think that is a correct analogy. And then you know the other thing is, um, so because I'm looking at the genetic SNPs and stuff, and I can see where sometimes people have problems detoxing or things are just not quite as optimal for, for our world. Our world is really, you know, not everybody's living off grid. You know, we we have a lot of toxins and not everybody is equipped to deal with that. And that affects brain health. And so for some of my patients and clients, I'll recommend longer periods of time or periodic detoxification protocols to kind of like help keep their brain. I don't want their brain fog to come back. I don't want their mood disorder to come back. I don't want them to, you know, suddenly be nutrient depleted and get get all that back cuz that's awful. We just want to avoid that as much as possible. So we're so Here here
0: people, we go again. <laughs> yeah,
1: for some people I keep them I recommend they stay on larger amounts. Some people are fine. Everybody is different.
0: Right. 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 And that's that's kind of like how, uh, that's why I like these these alternative ways of thinking um the non-mainstream health it it's almost like, hey, here is what we know um, and make it work for you. Uh, here's the science. Uh, here's what it should do. This is what it should make you feel like. Oh, it's not quite making you feel that way. Maybe try something a little different. It's not going to throw everything out of whack, um, but it might just adjust to your body. And yeah. I think where you're looking at the snippets and, and the other and the micronutrients, um, that's just kind of like dialing in the good to great.
1: And I really like my online program because by the time people are through it, they have a fantastic education and nutrition, right? right. Um, and lifestyle factors. And they feel very confident in making those adjustments often themselves. And I'm there for them if they need a little help or coaching.
0: Okay. So you have a podcast and a blog. I have your blog address in um, the show notes at mentalhealthketo.com. Is that yeah, correct? I
1: don't I don't have a podcast you don't? I'm just constantly on podcasts oh you're yeah. constantly
0: on them okay are they list are they listed um, will they be listed there uh, will they be able no, to I
1: haven't listed you? them there but I probably should I'm not very good at this whole marketing myself thing
0: um, you're doing great work so that's all, that speaks volumes for itself. Um but no <laughs> yeah. so they can find your blog at 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 uh, mentalhealthketo.com um Correct. and uh, your online courses you can you can fi- or your online protocol the things you can find there um yeah. all through that website.
1: Yep, they can they can learn about the brain fog recovery program there. Um and there's also links to let's see YouTube Twitter, you know, the different places where I post information.
0: All the things.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And they've been saying my form isn't working, my contact form. So if the contact form isn't working, I can't figure out why it isn't. It's Nicole at MentalHealthKeto.com. So
0: you can just email me directly. Perfect. Perfect. Um, So... You have a patient after this. that was I was like, I, I definitely need to get you out on time because helping someone else is way more important than chatting with me. Uh, but I like to give I like to give guests a little bit of time to kind of give my audience a takeaway at the end of the episode, um something to walk away with. I kind of want to give the floor to you. We can wrap a little bit early so you can have some time and uh, and get to your appointment. And uh, so the floor is yours. we'll uh, I'll let you go, and then we'll wrap things up.
1: Yeah, so as someone who was dealing with chronic illness and uh, chronic problems with their brain for a very long time, I get that there are periods of time where you do not look for ways to feel better, where it is enough to just survive in the status quo, and you do not dare to hope because you just can't be disappointed in that moment anymore, and you go for long periods like that, and that is totally normal. But if you are suffering from severe mental illness, or mental illness, or neurological issues that are impairing your quality of life, I want to just put on your radar that this is this could this could help you a great deal, um, and that maybe maybe you want to just very gently turn your mind toward the possibility of being well.
0: That's that's fantastic. I appreciate it. I appreciate you having on having you on. I'm going to uh, I'm going to say goodbye. I'm going to drop you off if you'll hang out for a few minutes and I'm going to close yeah. things up and I'll I'll chat with you in a minute. I appreciate okay. you coming on.
1: Great. Thanks so much for having me.
0: All right. I want to thank Nicole so much for coming on. That was a great discussion on the ketogenic diet, what it actually how powerful it is. And if you've been considering because you've heard of all the wonderful weight loss and all the other things, um, how would you like your brain to work better? That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Um, I'd like to thank her again for taking the time to chat with us today. You can find her stuff at mentalhealthketo.com. The link is in the video description. and uh, And there's some other resources down there that we talked about during the show. I would like to thank you for listening. And we will talk to you next time on Lots to Talk About.